0: This episode has been brought to you in part by the Azrieli Music Prizes. Join them in celebrating artistic excellence at the AMP Gala Concert, live from Maison Symphonique in Montreal, happening October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Orchestre Metropolitain will premiere award winning music by laureates Aharon Harla, Iman Habibi, and Rita Ueda. Learn more at AzrieliFoundation.org/AMP.
1: Located right between Toronto and Kingston on the 401. Sons of Jacob Synagogue has a history going back generations. Maybe you are here for the summer or for a weekend. We would love to meet you.
0: That's a promotional video for Belleville, Ontario's historic Sons of Jacob Synagogue. You can watch it on their Facebook page, and we put the link in our show notes. Belleville's small Jewish congregation is located on Highway 401 between Toronto and Kingston. There have been Jews in Belleville for over a century, and the congregation has welcomed worshippers for nearly as long, including during the heydays of the Second World War, when Jewish soldiers stationed in the area made the numbers swell. Today, though, the Belleville Synagogue has fewer than 30 paying members. They kept going even during the pandemic, But this week, despite the best efforts of its long-serving president, they announced that for the first time in history, there won't be regular high holiday services for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. They couldn't find anyone willing to come lead the prayers and blow shofar. And the shul can't afford to pay what they're calling Toronto prices for somebody who will, even if it's not a rabbi or a cantor.
1: I, I think the problem is we're located in Belleville. I think if we were located in the Picton area, we'd probably have a lot better success rate.
0: I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Norm Wedham has been the president of Belleville's Sons of Jacob Synagogue for nearly 10 years, since he moved from Hamilton, where he was president at Temple Anche Sholem. Wedham admits that not to be able to provide full high holiday services this year to the tiny but devoted membership in Belleville is personally disappointing. But he knows his situation isn't unique as small Jewish communities like his confront changing demographics and the impact of the pandemic, leaving behind heritage brick and mortar synagogues. There are two other drawbacks. Belleville has no university, and it's a 30-minute drive from the trendy communities in the Prince Edward County, where he knows there are about 120 or more Jews, many from Toronto, who bought homes in the resort area, especially during the pandemic. Norm Wedham joins us now from Belleville to discuss the situation. Can you tell me a little bit about what has happened to make you make that decision?
1: Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, too, in the fact that we were able to run services during the COVID pandemic for both years, but here we are out of COVID and we were unable to uh, find a service leader. Our previous service leader got a full-time job in Toronto. That's where he's from and can't blame him. Obviously, uh, they wanted him for the high holidays and so I started advertising for someone through different agencies probably, I'm going to go back maybe uh, four or five, maybe six months ago and, and we did get hits, too. We, we had people applying and that were interested. But unfortunately, a lot of them, uh, they wanted to be paid in Toronto dollars. And we do, do not have that kind of cash on hand. We're a very small congregation, probably under 30 dues-paying members. Although in, in this area, in the Prince Edward County area, uh, we, there is a very large uh, Jewish population. And it keeps getting larger all the time, and people are moving in from Toronto, and they're now, this is kind of becoming the uh, retirement area. So we get people uh, coming in, uh, my email list is probably 80 or 90 people. Uh, but anyway, we were unable to acquire someone. So we kind of thought, well, we just don't want to shut the doors and say, yeah, oh, we're closed. No, that's, So we came up with our plan B, which was, well, we'll have a error Erev Rosh Hashanah dinner Uh, that'll be it's kosher catered from Toronto and uh, and I'll do a a quick small Erev Rosh Hashanah service I'll do it myself and we thought at least this way we can have something for our membership and for the non-members as well that are interested rather than just shut the doors down and say nope sorry we're closed Uh, and so that's what we were in the process of doing and I've already got 30 people registered for the dinner so, so that's uh, quite good.
0: Now, I know that in the history of Belleville, and you'll help me with this, you really haven't had a resident full-time rabbi since uh, Solomon Kadosh served until 1978. Yeah, I was
1: going to say early 80s. So, yeah. Yep.
0: And yep. and so you've you've had people that have come out or stayed out or done correct since. Correct, but it's it's like getting a doctor to move to a, a full full time to a small town, right? It's not easy. That's
1: right. That's right. I mean, it's not to say that we won't be able to find someone next year. And we do have some contacts actually in the states that we're trying to get.
0: There are so many people I personally know, and I'm one of them too, who spent time in Prince Edward County right. over the last five years. People are buying homes during the yes. pandemic. Lots of people yes. move
1: to that area. So it is a good 20 minute drive, maybe even 30 minutes, depending on traffic to come from that area. And that's where where people are buying up the housing in the uh, Picton area, the Sandbanks area, Wellington. That's where the... um expensive housing is and people are moving in um and we do have i mean we have uh people affiliated with us from trenton and even and from brighton as well uh but again these places are uh, they're a bit far i think we're in the wrong spot we don't have a lot of people uh, jewish people moving in to the belleville area a few yes we have a few and i've got a few new members one that just joined us uh this year that came from the toronto area and he's living actually probably I'm going to say seven or eight blocks away from the shul, uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> I wish we had a lot more of those people. But I, we're not seeing a huge migration of people coming to the shul. And we're trying to run all types of events to pull them in. Uh, I mean, we, we started this year, we, we started running uh, the book reviews. Uh, we ran a very successful one in, uh, I believe it was June. We had Andy Smith, who lives in Brighton, and he wrote Zadie's Arcade. It's a beautiful book. I also started running, which we haven't ran in since, probably since the 80s, we, we started running an Erev Shabbat service and an Oleg. And I actually ran the service myself. I can do certain things. <laughs> but, uh, and, but, you know what, we started to run it uh, twice a month, and then we actually cut it down to once a month. We were just getting dismal results. People just were not coming out. Whether it's the summer, whether it was too warm, I don't know. But it was just very uh, discouraging.
0: You know, when you look at the, uh, the the actual observance, the flavor of the Judaism in the synagogue, can you talk a little bit about how it's changed from where the origins were to it? there was sort of a divide or there was going to be Orthodox or Conservative and to what you are today?
1: So we are and we've always started out as a Conservative Shul, and I'm going to say just like you're saying when the shul was first built, and that I'm going to say it was maybe conservative, orthodox. Whereas that has kind of changed now. I think we're more liberal, so I'm going to say we're conservative liberal now. So we certainly don't have separate seating or anything like that, and we recognize women for a minion as well. And we're trying to be more liberal. I think the people that are coming out into this area, into the Prince Edward County area are more liberal, and they're looking for that. They're not looking for for very strict, orthodox-type service.
0: Does that have any uh, influence on why you wouldn't get a Chabad rabbi student to come? Because if you asked, they would be there in a minute, right?
1: Yes, I'll be perfectly honest. I I, I think it might scare some of our people away, because they're really not interested in that.
0: Is there any reason why you lead the Yant of Services yourself, with the community taking part? Like, Do all need a rabbi to do it?
1: Um, certainly haven't found anyone in this area that wants to do it. I can get away with doing an, uh, the era service. I'm capable of doing that. I'm not really capable of, uh, doing the, the, uh, morning and daytime service with Torah reading and shofar blowing. And that's beyond my capabilities, unfortunately.
0: What did it mean to you when you had to go to plan B? I mean, as a personal, uh, personally, how did that, how did that sit with you?
1: It was surprising. I was disappointed. I wasn't expecting to have this problem. I kind of looked down the future and wonder, well, how are we going to do this? You know, maybe we're only going to be able to run every second year because of the cost. I don't know. It's, it's very, uh, it was surprising. What is the cost? I mean, everything- Can you
0: say what the cost is?
1: Well, I, I, I did have one person say he was getting paid $12,000 lead services in toronto and that's probably a great rate for toronto but it's way beyond our means i mean we're a shul with probably less than 30 dues paying members and Mm -hmm. i wish we could and i wish we had that's a you know bring in the members so we can get more money in and so we can run more programming and but uh it is difficult and i keep plugging away we keep trying but uh
0: so, what has the is- feedback been now that you have en- made the announcement? Have you? What are people telling you?
1: Some were not happy at all with it, and some are going elsewhere. Uh, one, I, we had one new member who said he didn't want anything to do with us unless we were having the services. Have you considered doing a Zoom
0: type thing, getting a rabbi who's not there, and doing a hybrid? I don't even know if that's cost your mind.
1: We've had discussions about doing something like that, but my personal feeling is if they they can watch it, if the people in this area can watch it on zoom, we'll never get them in the building. It'll be, Oh no, we just want to do zoom and we're not paying you for that. So
0: it's a problem that not just your community, but small town and large communities are having with bricks and mortar buildings after COVID, how to bring people back in. I know Beth at SEDEC and I'm sure you're aware they're giving free membership to people under 40 because they want to get people yes, inside, I heard that. right? Yep. How much yep. is membership for yours?
1: Family membership is $400. Plus, we should mention, too, that we own our own cemetery up here. So there is no other Jewish cemetery. It's totally owned by the Sons of Jacob congregation.
0: Right. You know, I'm paying nearly... <laughs> Five times more than you are for my cinema yes. membership fees. And, yes. you know, that's a big deal. It's a lot. So,
1: yeah.
0: it's a bargain.
1: Yes, it is a bargain coming up here. Definitely.
0: If you want to get in touch with Norm Wedham, just go to the website of the Sons of Jacob Congregation. We put the link in our show notes or message me at ebesner at thecjn.ca. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Larry Zeifman of Toronto. He was the one who tipped us off to the Lulav crisis story we ran earlier this week. And in case you hear this during the Jewish New Year, I want to wish all of you on behalf of myself, the CJN Daily producer Zach Kaufman, Executive producer Michael Freeman and managing editor Mark Weisblatt, a happy and a healthy and COVID free New Year, a wherever you're marking the holiday. We'll be back on Wednesday, September the 28th, with a new show. Thanks for listening.